Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Let's get to Blockbuster Blake. Nice bow on that conversation, too. And we're starting to already get text, Blake, in about favorite workplace movies. Blake, uh, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. Happy Labor Day. Yeah, happy Labor Day. Great to talk to you, too. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm eager to hear what a lot of people say, although I think a lot of us are all going to be on the same page because workplace comedies, workplace films, they just, it, it's it's that slice-of-life connection that I know everybody has to what they're watching. For so sure, for Everybody's sure. got a favorite. As we continue to accumulate those and start getting them in, text or call 312-981-7200. Let's talk about some things that people can watch right now and that is coming out recently. And one person, i got to find this text, they said to uh, make sure, I know this isn't a movie or a TV show, but I know our friends were watching the concert, uh, the Foo Fighters concert, um, or the big concert beyond, and and the drummer's son playing a set. That I imagine you can find that somewhere on YouTube, Blake, because you were watching that too, right? I was. I was watching uh, the live stream. I came in about 45 minutes into it. I had just missed Liam Gallagher uh, appearing, which uh, saddened me a little bit. I'm a big uh, Liam Gallagher fan. But no, uh, the, the tribute concert to uh, the departed member of the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, uh, who is one heck of a performer, uh, having seen them live myself. Uh, the guy had a great magnetism on stage, clearly touched a lot of lives and made a big impact in the music industry that, you know, maybe the Foo Fighters is your favorite band, maybe they're not, but uh, the amount of people that showed up for that tribute concert to perform even one or two songs or just send in a kind word uh, was very impressive. And you would be hard-pressed to have watched it from start to finish and not seen one of your favorites. Yeah, uh, And Shane I mean, Hawkins the, played drums for uh, the son of Taylor Hawkins, the late Taylor Hawkins. Yes. Uh, to play the drums to "There Goes My Hero," and uh, you know I'm I, I, I'm not a Foo Fighters lover or hater. I don't I, I listen to their songs. I think they're they're good stuff, but I'm not a huge devoted fan. But even that moved me. Yes, no, and and the kids got it, man. I mean, that yes. was the other thing. Just his his energy and ability, and of course, obviously the emotional attachment that he probably has to the song. Naturally, his father and the drums, and as a big thing that clearly united them. Uh, you know, his father and son, uh, and and I think that. It really speaks volumes, too, to, to the kind of guy that I think Dave Grohl is, and, and I, I know that a lot of fans out there uh, who have either read his book or listened to interviews with him, he's just a pretty like straight-shooting guy. Like Watch the episode he did of Hot Ones, and he's both funny, um, charismatic, intelligent, and, and he, he clearly just loves music, and, and that's one of those things that I thought was just permeating throughout that about four-and-a-half-hour concert the other day. Yeah. Um, and if you can... Go look for certain performances of it. I mean, it it reminded me equally of, of some of what I love about uh, the film, The Last Waltz, which was the band's final performance, but also just, you know, big, massive concerts that have happened over the years, such as things like Live Aid, Live Eight, um, even the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. It was all kind of in that vein. And, and music, you know, speaks to people on very deep emotional levels. And I thought that throughout that entire concert, there was just one thing after another that uh, the fact that they packed Wembley, the fact that uh, the production values were excellent and the music was all phenomenal. Yeah, uh, it definitely something I think that uh, if you didn't get to see it, 
go track it down immediately. All right, we'll talk with more about what you should be seeing with Blockbuster Blake in just a bit, and also get in your best workplace movies, 312-981-7200. Let's get a look at weather and traffic with Don Clippin. Having a good day with Blake Stubbs, Blockbuster Blake. Just the two of us, Blake, my friend. How are you doing, bud? Just us hanging out? Oh, that's new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're talking about uh, workplace movies. Uh, get a lot of texts in. 773 says they listed a few. Working Girl, Baby Boom, mm-hmm. Network, which I think is an interesting one. Yes. About a workplace. And Apollo 13, if you work for NASA. <laughs> I think that's kind of... Yeah, st- if you work for NASA. <laughs> I think that's kind of stretching the thing, but I guess you're right. It is about what happens at the workplace. What are some of your favorite workplace-oriented movies, Blake? Oh, number one's Office Space. Yes, right off the bat. I, I, I think I think any list that doesn't include Office Space is really missing it. The whole point. Uh, I think that's one of those movies that came out in 1999, and I can't think of anybody I know who's seen it who doesn't revere it in some way for how funny it was um, and how you know just easy it was to connect to that movie. Uh, another one for me is definitely going to uh, to be uh, All the President's Men. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, That's a good one. Predominantly takes place in a newsroom uh, in a lot of key scenes. And uh, for a lot of reasons, I love all the president's men, namely uh, the cinematography by Gordon Willis. Um, you know, it's it's a William Goldman script from the, the book by Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, it's it's just one of those. And it's part of uh, Alan J. Pakula's Paranoia Trilogy, which I love all three of those films. So, yeah, no, but as far as workplace films, uh, all the president's men's a standout. Uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is another one. Um, that's a Chicago-based movie. Uh, you know, the, it's it's set predominantly in in a in a Chicagoland area sales office. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of other great ones like the road work movie, like Tommy Boy, for instance, which never <laughs> ceases to make me laugh. So uh, yeah, that. there's a yeah. lot of them out there. I got one. I think the Devil's Wear Devil Wears Prada is a uh, yes. is an office movie. It's primarily takes place obviously in that office and, and in the magazine world. I just love that movie. It's actually quite a good movie. I, I enjoy it. I've seen it twice, and the second time I watched it, I, I just was kind of in awe of how much I enjoyed the dynamic between Streep and, of course, uh, Anne Hathaway, but also a little bit of Emily Blunt in there, which I think was a really big breakout performance for her. It was the first major movie for Emily Blunt that I remember being like, I need to see that girl in more stuff. She's very good. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that, uh, of course, you've got Stanley Tucci, uh, in the mix there as well. And who doesn't love a movie with a little Stanley Tucci in it? Yeah, exactly. So. 312-981-7200 if you've got workplace movies, dramas, or comedies that stand out to you. But let's talk a little bit about things that have just come out. Any big movie releases this past weekend? Or is, is Labor Day not usually a big movie release weekend? Where are we at in the calendar? Correct. Uh, Labor Day is traditionally not a major release weekend. Uh, and, tra- and traditionally, it's not a big money-making weekend. That was why, actually, on Saturday, uh, nationwide, there were about 30,000 screens running uh, National Cinema Day pricing, where tickets were only $3. And it didn't matter if it was a normal theater, 3D, or IMAX. It was every screening in a theater that was participating was only $3 tickets. Wow. Um, and because there wasn't a big release, um, certain re-releases and shuffling of screens led to certain things playing on things like an IMAX screen that haven't in several months. Um, for example, Top Gun Maverick, uh, I was able to catch a double feature in IMAX on Saturday night where I went and saw Jaws, which is uh, a movie that you and I hold very near and dear, mm-hmm. um, on IMAX, and then immediately followed it up with Top Gun Maverick. And to be honest, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was an awesome IMAX double feature, and it only cost me 
six bucks. Um, Now we're also transitioning sort of out of the blockbuster release schedule. uh, And we're, we're going to go into where we're going to see several uh, horror films released. Although be sure to check whether it's playing in theaters exclusively, or if it's also going to be playing at home, I believe uh, something like Halloween ends uh, is going to be released. I believe same day or within a a day or two of each other, uh, both on uh, theatrical release and uh, streaming at home. Uh, and then uh, we're going to also see several films that are chasing Oscars start to come out here in the next few months because they're trying to get in under that deadline uh, by the end of the year. So everything is going to be swapping around, and there will be a few big holiday releases like Avatar 2 is coming out in December. Um, they're going to re-release Avatar 1 with a full 4K HDR um, remaster uh, here later this month, I believe on the 22nd of September. Um, so there's a few interesting things that are coming out, uh, or being re-released, but right now, everything that's been out for the last few weeks is still, um, playing in theaters. Um, Top Gun Maverick actually, from what I can tell, took home, uh, number one at the box office this month. Um, and I believe is now the top five, uh, highest grossing film of all time. It hit number five. Wow. uh, So definitely that's the movie of the summer, I assume then. 100 in my book it is 100 percent the movie of the summer it's the type of movie i wish they'd make more of in terms of uh the craft of how it was made there were characters we all can connect to um i know that you know there's there's certain criticisms about the movie and i'm not going to say it's a perfect movie but i definitely felt like it sort of checked all the boxes for big popcorn uh excitement based cinema that you know honestly with the Marvel movies and comic book movies coming out so often, I feel like they're getting a little stale. This was a nice uh, change of pace, uh, and and it worked for a movie that is a sequel to a film that I believe is 36 years old. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I would say if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, get out there and check it out, because I don't think you'll be disappointed. All right, that's the movie of the summer, and a look at what we got coming up on the calendar. Blockbuster Blake, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Take care, all right? Always a pleasure. Thanks, and have a great rest of your Labor Day.